Welcome. Uh, today I have with me Jared from Sustainable Farming Association. Jared, thanks for taking the time to meet with us. Do you want to uh, introduce yourself and give us some more background about you? Yeah, yeah, sure. And, and thanks so much for having me. I'm a huge podcast listener. Uh, you rarely will find me out on the farm without earbuds in listening to a podcast. So it's exciting to be on one on this end of one. So thanks for the opportunity. Um, but yeah, so I am the soil health lead for the Sustainable Farming Association. And I also farm with my family in Goodhue, Minnesota. We raise uh, registered Red Angus beef cattle and we're kind of we are raising some organic crops, but our goal is kind of to move the operation to 100% pasture and perennial forage based operation. Uh, we're in southeast Minnesota, sort of a primarily row crop country, um, but we're okay with doing things a little bit differently. We've always been a little bit different, so that's okay um, to, to be in pasture and crop country. But we also direct market meat in the Twin Cities, my wife and I. Uh, and so that's been something that's kind of fun and, and we're hoping to build on that enterprise of our farm business as well. Um, and then, yeah, through the Sustainable Farming Association as their soil health lead, I just work with farmers of all types all around the state and uh, have had some pretty cool opportunities since I started in June just to see and experience the soils and the farms and the business diversity that there is throughout the state of Minnesota. It's been a pretty awesome experience. I bet. Well, that is nice. And it's nice that you have that connection with agriculture. So you can really work with the farmers you know where they're coming from, um, mm -hmm. you know, because when, especially when we're talking about making changes or tweaks, you know, it's, you realize that it's not easy and there's a lot of risk with that. So you, yeah. you can share that with them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there's a lot of things that, yeah, definitely sound easier, easier uh, said than done. And having experienced some of them, it's, yeah, it definitely gives me an extra layer of understanding when it, <laughs> At talking with a farmer about doing something differently on their operation, you can kind of empathize, empathize with the challenges that might come along with it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so what made you want to get into uh, this arena of being a soil health lead with SFA? Yeah, sure. So, so it's been something I've been passionate about, passionate about for a long time. It's just soil health. I'm a big reader and, and podcast listener, and and just I love taking in information. So I've been learning about soil health and. Uh, regenerative farming and ranching for a while, and it's something I'm passionate about. But uh, as on our farm, I kind of mentioned we were raising organic crops, and that used to be a pretty heavy piece of our enterprise uh, or uh, enterprise in our farm business is the organic cropping. And we're trying to move towards a perennial pasture-based uh, operation and, and farm. And as we do that, and we get less and less organic crop acres and more and more pasture, but we don't increase herd size uh, herd amounts of herds, uh, we kind of, you know, increasing our herd size, but it really doesn't take any more labor to move a group of 200 cows than it did 150 cows or 100 cows. So our labor isn't going up with the livestock, but we're re drastically reducing our labor on the uh, cropping enterprise. And so I started looking for some off-farm work, possibly just to kind of do something else and, and uh, kind of fill the gap where the time would have been spent organic cropping and also to help take a little bit of the financial pressure off the farm. Um, as we transition to a different kind of business model. And, and so I was looking for part-time work at first just to kind of supplement and, and, and whatnot. But then uh, this opportunity with the Sustainable Farming Association came up as their soil health lead. And it's just, like I mentioned, something I've always been passionate about and wanted to participate in more. And it seemed like a great opportunity. And so I applied and was fortunate enough to be selected and, and have been doing it ever since started June 1st of 2020. 
and uh, and have enjoyed my first year or six, seven months, whatever it's been now. <laughs> well, and, and how, how refreshing to hear that as you're reducing your, you know, your row crop acres and increasing, um, you know, your, your pasture and uh, livestock size, that it's actually providing you extra time you know, we usually yeah. think the other way around, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's a great point. And, and it just comes down to with livestock management, like I said, scale, uh, it really, if you're managing in a good way and, and minimizing the amount of groups of cattle you have and maximizing the number of animals per group, it really doesn't take any more labor time, you know, to, uh, to move that group daily. And we move our cattle anywhere from one to three or four times a day, depending on the season and the time. And um, so it really didn't take any additional management time and the organic cropping system um, has just taken a tremendous amount of time. And, and also I should mention too, a lot of time that was taken up in our summer months that we're trying to reduce and we're, we've been experimenting with a, a lot of different ways to do this is, is uh, making hay. We're trying to reduce the amount of hay we make and we're doing that by extending our grazing season into winter in different ways. And, and also that has just drastically reduced the amount of time we spend in summer. I mean, realistically, I, my dad and I spent, you know, a lot of hours sitting in either the cultivator tractor or some sort of haying equipment all summer. And, and as we reduce those uh, demands uh, for our time, yeah, we found that we were able to have more time to do other things. And, and this was just a good opportunity to fill it. Well, that is fantastic. Well, that that works really well into, um, you guys have this new program in the prairie pothole region of the state. Do you want to, do you want to talk more about that? Yeah, yeah, I would, I would love to. So this is with the Sustainable Farming Association, and we just got this grant from the National Fish and Wildlife Foundation to work with farmers in the prairie pothole region of Minnesota, which is sort of west central Minnesota, northwest Minnesota. And as we, uh, we have uh, this grant funding essentially to work with 20 farmers on our goal is to uh, reach a minimum of 1600 acres in that region and, and offer technical assistance on grazing to them to help these farmers improve their grazing systems or to for some farmers it may be just to add a grazing system it's something they've always wanted to do and they're not sure how to best implement it or for others who have a grazing enterprise to improve or expand upon that grazing enterprise and so through this program we've got now funding to help our, or to provide uh, boots on the ground training and, and working with these farmers to do that on their, their farms. And right now is kind of a, we're just in an application stage uh, looking for farmers in that region. And so, yeah, if anybody out there is listening and is thinking that would apply to me, I would love to get, uh, improve my grazing management or it's an enterprise I've wanted to do, but I don't know where to start. Then I would encourage you to check that, that website out. Uh, it's on our SFA website, sfa-mn.org. Um, and, uh, and you can take a look for the application there, or just give me a call or send me an email. My email is jared at sfa-mn.org. Perfect. Perfect. And is there a deadline for them to sign up for that? Yeah, no. So it, at the moment it's, it's kind of just a rolling application. And once we, uh, w the funding is for up to 20 farmers. So when we hit that 20 farmer mark, uh, we're, we're getting there. Um, we've been kind of uh, promoting it for the last few weeks and a month or so. And so when we get to 20 farmers, that's kind of the deadline until then it's a rolling application over the, it's a two-year training program, two-year funding program. So uh, we have the ability to work with you guys for up to two years. And, and the sooner you apply, the sooner we get to start working with you. So uh, that, that's the only deadline, I guess I would encourage you is just the sooner, the, the sooner we can start working together. Better. 
perfect perfect that sounds like a really great opportunity for people out there yeah it's something we're excited about yes and and what other things are are you working on with sfa um related to soil health in the state because i know you guys do so many different things yeah yeah so we have a bunch of different programs and we have a really great group of staff with sfa um with a vast amount of experience uh, spreading all over the, the state. We've got dairy grazers, we've got vegetable farms and, and producers, we've got uh, you know beef, cattle, sheep grazers all on staff. And so it really gives us a diverse level of experience that we have to offer farmers and, and our farmer members and, and non-farmer members, just a great uh, group of people. And, and we do a lot of work uh, with farmers of all types because of that diversity of experience. But we work with farmers from the small half acre market garden farm type to large scale crop farmers. There's always a way to implement soil health principles into an operation. And so we work with anyone at any point they are to just improve. And that can be one small step of adding in cover crops or adding a livestock grazing enterprise, or, you know, there's, there's all sorts of different ways that we can apply these principles to farms. And so we just love to work with them. Uh, one other program specific that I might mention that we're, we're kind of doing right now in partnership with Renewing the Countryside uh, and, and SFA is specifically providing outreach to historically underserved farmers to try and connect those types of farmers to NRCS programs. Uh, there's a large group of people who maybe don't even know that the resource is out there through NRCS programs like EQIP and CSP. Um, these are some great funding opportunities to help implement conservation practices on your land. And so we got sort of some funding from them to work uh, with them to help partner them with uh, historically underserved farmers that's uh, socially disadvantaged, beginning farmers, veteran farmers uh, across Minnesota and Wisconsin, actually, and just connect them with those resources that are available to them. So the the stuff we do is vast and, and, and it's a lot of fun and it's good because it keeps me on my toes. I'm learning every day and, and I enjoy it. That does sound like a lot of fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you guys, you know, work in soil health um, in so many different avenues where you can connect with so many different uh, geographic locations and different kind of setups. So that is yeah. really neat. Yeah. Yeah. And just as you mentioned, the different <laughs> geographic locations this summer, we were doing uh, soil testing, some pretty in depth soil testing, three foot pits. We were digging like, uh, nine pits per farm over a bunch of different transect points across the farm. And that was eye-opening to me growing up here in Southeast Minnesota um, to see the different soil types and the different, you know, natural resources that farmers are working with across the state from uh, Wadena to Duluth to Southeast Minnesota to Southwest Minnesota. It was vastly different and how farmers are implementing soil health principles within those different contexts was pretty neat to see and, and inspiring in a way too, because some folks have more challenges or different challenges, I guess I would say, than, than others. And just seeing how they all implement similar principles in different ways and how that impacts their soils has been pretty neat. It absolutely is. Yeah, we've got a, a rich diversity of, of soils in Minnesota with parent material, climate, um, management, and, mm-hmm. and it is true. And that's why we really like, you know, focusing in on different areas. So it's neat that you guys went all around the state. And yeah. uh, I have to say, I'm a little jealous. I, I hope you guys took <laughs> pictures to, to share. I yeah. love seeing that. <laughs> yep, yep. We've got several. Awesome. Awesome. Perfect. And is that information going to be um, wrapped up with some other data or? 
That's a, a good question. Um, the program is actually funded through Kiss the Ground. Um, and so they are, we, we've collected the data. We just got some reports back actually recently. And so we'll be using that data to work with those farmers to improve their soil health practices on their farm. And then we'll test again in three years to see hopefully how that data has changed with those different management practices. Um, and as for how that data is promoted, I couldn't actually tell you. I'm not really sure what will be used other, uh, what it'll be used for other than for the farmers specifically that the land or that the samples took off of. Um, but hopefully it's definitely, it will, we'll be able to, whether we can share the specific data or not, we'll be able to share overall the results that we see. And I'm really excited over, you know, three years to hopefully be able to see some changes, not only in production and, you know, visual changes, on, but also the actual changes that are taking place on the, in the soils uh, on those farms. Absolutely. Yes. And very beneficial for the farmers that you're working with to, to have that data and to help them see the changes over time too. Yeah, I, ho I hope so. <laughs> I hope it's valuable. <laughs> it was a lot of work. And I mentioned the different soil types and stuff. Uh, we had to dig these three foot pits. Uh, we started off by hand in some of those farms in northwestern and west central Minnesota. They have, I guess, things that I wasn't aware of in southeast Minnesota called Minnesota potatoes or rocks. And so a lot of work was put into digging those pits. And I do hope that it's valuable to the farmers that we provide it for. Yeah, as, as long as you take some of those rocks with you when you leave the field, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, we try to throw them at the bottom of the pit so they don't have to deal with them for a long time. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Excellent. Well, is there anything else that you want to make sure that you mention, um, you know, any up upcoming activities? I know uh, the yes. annual meetings and then the, the Soha Summit is coming up yet. Yes, yep. That's a great, that's a great Point and thank you for giving me the opportunity to share that. Our annual conference is happening right now, actually. So depending on when this podcast goes out, it might be too late for that one. But you know, there's always next year, and hopefully next year will be in person if all goes well. Uh, but uh, you have not missed out on the opportunity to participate in our Midwest Soil Health Summit, and that's coming up at the beginning of March, March 9th, uh, 10th, and 11th. And we have some pretty awesome guests and uh, invited to come speak at that. Gabe Brown will be sharing, you know, what his story is. And, and he's got a pretty incredible story. Most people have probably heard it. So I won't get into too much on that. Um, but day two is going to have Sarah Keogh. And she is a uh, licensed nutritionist, I believe. And I, I'm not, I shouldn't even try to say exactly her qualifications because I'm not certain of them, but she's very qualified. And, and she'll be speaking on how soil health and farming practices implement or impacts human health. And so that's going to be a really cool way to tie it all together. How you know, what we're doing really does make a difference, not just on our land and our soils, but in the people that we're feeding. And then day three, we've got some of our SFA staff sharing on some of the different things we've got going on and some uh, uh, implementation, some ways to implement uh, soil health principles that Gabe and Sarah will be talking about. Uh, we'll, we'll give some practical applications of those principles on day three. So definitely check that out again at sfa-mn.org. <laughs> Perfect. Absolutely. And I'll put up links to the website and these events um, mm -hmm. in the description and then also your email so people can easily get a hold of you. Yes. Yeah, please. And, and folks are always welcome to email or email or call. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today, Jared. I appreciate yeah. it. And people check out all the great resources that Sustainable Farming Association has that, like Jared said, a lot of great staff with years and years of practical knowledge. Um, and their website has a lot of great info too. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for the opportunity. 
Yeah, thanks. Thank you.